Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Huntworth. Huntworth bringing you quality hunting clothing and packs at a price you deserve. Check them out at huntworthgear.com. Right now they have a 30% off sale going on, uh, preseason sale. Use code PRE30, P-R-E-30, through August 27th to save 30% off your entire order. And all orders over $250 get free shipping. So, if I were going to recommend one thing right now, I was thinking about it uh, while I was out scouting today. I think the Saskatoon jacket, um, if you're a saddle hunter especially, it has chest pockets uh, for your hands. When you're saddle hunting, you're always like, what am I going to do with my hands? What's going on? Huntworth makes some really great gloves, um, but the Heat Boost Saskatoon jacket, uh, the bulk is minimal the heat is great but it's got pockets for your hands um and it's one of their more expensive items definitely worth it uh but for 30 percent off that would be where i would be pointing people towards so anyways this week's podcast uh poses the question would you change your entire season around if you were uh hunting out of state and had cameras and had uh kind of a buck of a lifetime on it um would you say oh that's going to happen it's a regular thing down there or uh would you switch up your season to target that deer uh would you change your strategy what would you do um one of my buddies mark has that exact situation um i like busting his balls about it because he's like oh well, you know it's fine i'll shoot them maybe this time maybe next time there's plenty of deer down there um and uh got my buddy eric on here talking about his season just kind of talking about going into the season what our expectations are um but as things progress you know now we're through mobile hunters expo we're through uh getting the work done in the up property um i'm on the board for this giant beer festival that's happening this weekend so i won't be at the genesis 3d 
uh, event, but definitely go there. The mobile hunter, uh, tune up really awesome. Genesis 3d check them out. Um, and if you're in the area, uh, it's going to be worth, worth going there and checking out. They have a ton of stuff to give away and uh, tons of companies, tons of stuff to purchase, get your hands on products, just like the mobile hunters expo down in Kalamazoo. So, um, definitely check that out, but I won't be making that. The next big thing on the list is the Patreon hunt, which is spiraling out of control, but, uh, in a good way, uh, tons and tons of guys, tons of Patreons going to go, um, hunt public land, just share that camp, have the camaraderie really looking forward to it. And if you're going and you haven't filled out the spreadsheet, uh, that says who you're staying with, what's going on. Um, uh, you need to do that. Otherwise, uh, like I mentioned in the Marco Polo group, you'll be sleeping at the boat launch. So, uh, that aside, uh, we got to thank our sponsors that allow us to do stuff like this, to be able to host uh, 50 guys for a, for a hunting camp and, uh, to be able to do things like that. Um, Huntworth obviously being one of them, uh, what we're giving away is the Elkins vest. Also, uh, something that you should check out. That's about the perfect bow hunter weight. Uh, I like the tarnin pattern myself. I think that that's great. I'm not much of a digital, I think it's from the Marines. I'm not much of a digital camel guy anymore. Um, but, uh, that Elkins vest, uh, like I say, perfect bow hunter weight, quiet, pretty awesome. Ames gloves built strictly for the bow hunter. Um, they're not the fingerless gloves. They have, uh, they're fingerless on the finger and thumb, uh, for using your release, for using your phone, for, uh, being able to get into your pack, uh, all that stuff. And then the Casper base layers, uh, which have the heat boost fibers woven right in there. So we're giving that away, um, you know, right around October 1st, when our season starts, um, we do these giveaways quarterly, uh, latitude outdoors, um, always has great stuff to give away. So, um, we'll be giving away. I think we gave away a set of sticks last time from them. Uh, lucky buck, <laughs> lucky buck in the UP has got, you know, that's where we're getting all of our buck pictures. We're starting to see, um, that lucky buck characteristic where they're carrying mass all the way out to the end of the, the tines. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool to see that. Um, so either some lucky buck, if you can use it or, uh, some of their, uh, seed, they've got a, a clover based seed, um, that we can use in the areas where we can't use the lucky buck, uh, Spartan forge. So Spartan forge, their update is imminent. I was just talking with bill and, uh, the blue force tracker is going to be live on that update. Uh, the LIDAR that we talked about from the mobile hunters expo, um, super cool. Uh, you can use code bow hunter to save 25%. Um, it is already inexpensive. So definitely check that out. If you haven't done that. Zinger and Kanadi, um, we talk about those guys all the time, but they give away uh, a dozen arrows as well as uh, some of the Zingers. Um, Vitalized Seed, uh, our plots, we, we haven't really got much rain since we've done uh, our plots up there, so uh, they're kind of just looking like mowed fields right now. Um, but we do have rain coming this week, so real excited to see that. Uh, tons of deer in the plot. You know, I think it's just once you turn the dirt um, and you – disturb the area uh the deer come and check it out so really looking forward to that especially for uh as we get into the later bit of the season um and then big shot targets so i was just shooting today out of the saddle with the stick bow and one of the greatest things about big shot targets first of all they're uh really easy to pull but um they have uh 
Pro Hunter Double Duty Buck. That's uh, what I've got. And that's modeled after a 110-pound deer. And uh, for shooting with that stick bow especially, but for judging distance, for looking at, you know, a, a real life like looking deer um that's that's incredible and like i say it's based off about 110 pound deer so uh being able to to get your sight picture um that's amazing uh, and you can use code uh bh10 uh at their site to save 10 percent over there at big shot target so they all give away stuff to patreon you know so with patreon we've got uh our our hunt coming up we have uh, a bear hunt coming up in the spring um in montana uh we've got our marco polo group and we're really doing uh, as much as we can to build a community and to give back uh everything we can and that's you know just supports the show you know 17 cents a day something like that um to 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 help us out to say thank you for what we're doing and uh, we do everything we can to give back as much as we can so uh, you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles podcast, but if that's not your thing, not a big deal. Um, sit back, enjoy the episode, and uh, as always, thanks for listening. All right, everybody, Adam back with another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. And uh, a couple months ago, I sat down with uh, my buddies Eric and Mark talking about, uh, you know, doing some hunting with them, those guys doing some, some filming and stuff with us this year. Um, like <laughs> I went over to John's the other day and, uh, he looks right at my daughter and says, well, you're getting a new house for your birthday because, uh, this one's not going to be done by your birthday. And they had a, a deal. She just walked over there and said, how long till you're going to be done with this? And she says, ah, John's like, I don't know. And she says, well, but about like seven months and he's like oh i'm hoping to be done in about seven months he's like if if not i'm you can live here because ann's gonna kill me <laughs> and uh she goes well and it was like literally like seven months from her birthday he's like okay well you might get a new house for your birthday and she goes over there and just, first thing he says well stella you're getting a new new house for your birthday so <laughs> uh doesn't look like he's going to be doing too much hunting this year but uh but these guys certainly are so I was like, well, they can come come along. And Eric and I have hunted before. And Mark and I have hunted. It's funny. I, I sent Mark a picture. Oh, maybe oh God. That was two two weeks ago or so. Uh, it just popped up on my phone or something. But it was 2000 and like 2006 or something. Yeah. It was a long time ago up at our property in the UP. Both of us were, were babies. And <laughs> we looked like babies no it didn't look like baby we look like like we just woke up like we, it was like we we had been hunting pretty hard it looked like we, we i think it was a dinner time pitch i know that's what i'm saying we, but it looked like we look definitely were wearing uh beanies for like the better part of a week our hair yeah. is all i had hair <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, so just going to kind of go into like what's been going on, um, getting ready for the season and stuff like that. Uh, now with the Mobile Hunter Expo being done and um, actually went up to the UP, uh, the podcast that'll, that, that will be for last week um, is with uh, Jared from the Habitat podcast. He actually came up to the property in the UP and uh, walked it and kind of went through our food plots uh, plan and strategies and kind of, kind of looked over that. So 
now I can start to look at what's going on for the rest of the season for hunting around here for the Patreon hunt for, um, Kansas. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you got drawn for that. Yeah. 2004, by the way. 2004. Yeah. So you should put that online. <laughs> I, I certainly will. I'll, I'll put that up, say a little throwback. Right. Um, but so Eric, are you going to be, uh, at the Patreon hunt again this year? Definitely. Okay. You're going to, you're going to be around. It, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh, I can. It's probably going to be twice as big this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. So, um, what is the date of it? Uh, the weekend is October 7th, 8th, and 9th. Or it's like the first real weekend in October, um, Columbus Day weekend. So, um, I went up there yesterday and swapped out some cameras and put some cameras up. And I mean, lo and behold, where that buck was in there last year. He's back. Nice. And he's still an eight point, but he's wide. Much oh, really? much wider, yeah. That's cool. Um pretty pretty crazy. Cause I put that camera there, put a couple other cameras out. I went and if you go online, go back and you I put up the pictures of me peeing in the scrape. Cause I yep. I went to go saw that. I went to go pull a camera that had it died last year in like September. So but I just left it out there because it just I didn't get the pictures that I wanted on it, like up to season. And like, even walking in there, I'm just like, there's like big deer. There's some of that rain wash poop is probably bear poop, but there's, (laughs) there's, there's big deer poop, like all over right there. And it's just the way that it lays out and with the river being right there and everything like it's, it's a really cool spot and I just expected more of it. So I was just, I was literally just going to go in there and pull the camera and I go in there, I pull the camera, I turn around and like right where I made a mock scrape last year, it was still opened up. Like it was <laughs> like, you know, it was there prints in it already. There was no prints in it, but like all the leaves were, were gone really? out of there and it had just rained up there like sure. literally that day. So it was a great time for me to go in there, but I was like, Oh, I guess I'll, I had another camera in my pack, so I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just swap it out." And <laughs> lo and behold, the freaking bears right, right to there, right. I mean, on cue, it was like it was raccoons, bears, a possum. <laughs> the raccoons came back, then the bears came back. Like, <laughs> well, when you posted that, I, I saw that, and you said something like uh, that didn't go as as planned or as expected or something to that effect. And I'm like. So he got bears, but is that him peeing in a scrape or is that random stranger just peeing? In <laughs> yeah, front I wasn't of his sure either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, what was hilarious too is um, one of the guys he's been on the podcast, he's another one of the, the latitude guys, Aaron Ritter from, you know, I, t- I put him in touch with uh, another guy who's got a great nonprofit. I'm going to have him um, on the podcast uh, here coming up but for, you know, doing stuff for veterans and. Aaron just kind of like out of the blue yesterday sends me a, he's in the Navy. So you got to give him like a little bit, you get to understand. Uh, <laughs> but he sends me a picture, of, like a trail cam picture of him peeing in the scrape. Right. So then obviously I just had one on my phone. Right. So I sent it right back and he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's always been like a, a mixed review thing. Like pee in the scrape, don't pee in the scrape. So I tried that one time, like 10 years ago, set up this camera 
And the very first picture was a doe, like three feet in there. Like she came in, smelled that and like jumped or something. I don't know. The the way that I understand it is like after a certain amount of hours, you can no longer tell that it's human. It just okay. breaks down to ammonia. Right. Um, that's, that's the way that I understand it. But like I, you know, there's been so many, um, things about like, do you do it? Don't yeah. I remember like Fred Tro's practical sportsman, like way back in the day, mm-hmm. he had like a, a whole series about it. And then, you know, if you listen to, um, some of the podcasts with Troy Pottinger, you know, I don't, whatever, I think he was on maybe the fall podcast with Aaron Blicey recently, but he was like, He's like the synthetic urine guy and yep. does everything with gloves and all that stuff. And he said he used to do it before. And I think he may have even said, sometimes I do it if I yeah. have to go. And to me, that just is almost exactly the, like what you're saying is that like, do you do it? Don't you right. do it? Like, does it really hurt? I, I've had it both ways where I've, I've peed in it and then I come back the next day and it's all dug out. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Then I've had it where I pee in it. And that scrape's just dead for the season. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, I mean, I have a couple of scrapes that are like generational scrapes. It's, oh, there's always scrape under this branch every year. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to pee in those and mess those up. But I, you know, I don't know. I think as like a means of communication and depending on where it's at and how far back there, I mean, is there going to be human presence? How long is it going to be in there? Like, I don't know. I, we don't have like developed enough noses to be like, I mean, I guess you're like, yeah, it smells like cat piss in here, but like, it's not yeah. like, oh, is that deer pee? Like, oh, is that right. right? But I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I find you got to pick up the dirt and taste it. Yeah. That's how you can really tell. You got to really dig down in to there. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like bears. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any bear tracks. I didn't see anything. Uh, but I do have a, a um, I set a camera for another guy down maybe maybe a half a mile from there on the same river. And uh, I think in May he had like a mom and two cubs or something. Oh, yeah. So it's probably the same bears. But he's got a couple different bucks on there and does moving through. And there's tons of like oak trees in there. But I couldn't re- – I forgot my freaking binoculars. Hmm. So I couldn't really see like what I wanted to see. I didn't find any good like oaks up there. Um, but I did, did learn a lot. So I, I guess that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about Eric was, so last year uh, on our Patreon hunt, like mm-hmm. Eric has historically hunted the same area, you know, s- since he was 12 making stands <laughs> out of uh, exhaust pipe, like pre, pre that <laughs> two by four <laughs> since, since he was sitting on, uh, a glass pack up right, there, right. you know, uh, my small block headers. Yeah. You got the thrush muffler <laughs> for us. Cherry foot, bombs. Footstep. Um, so have you hunted up there like early season? Yeah. Not as much as probably late October, but I have been up there early season. Cause I think one of the things that, man, I feel like everybody messed up on going up there was everybody dove in, like, we got to go back into these, it's public land, we got to find these hard to reach places, like, where they're going to get pushed to, and it was 100% food. So, like, where I put the cameras this year were, like, similar spots, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, on some scrapes and some other things, 
but I I'm holding on to a couple of cameras and going to go up there like when the velvet starts to come off so you can see some of that, you know, where the bucks are right. and then try to look for that food when I think we would have been a hundred percent more successful right. and not that it wasn't cool, but I think it would have just afforded more opportunity. So what have you seen up there? Like in the, in the past, as far as early season? Yeah. Cause I mean the spots that you hunt are like two miles back in there and stuff like, yeah, well, they're, they're not typically back in there early <laughs> season, honestly, because there's no Oaks back there. So Usually they are closer to the road at that time of year because there's a lot of oaks along that road that I, you know, hunt off. So, and actually that the day I went up there last year, um, I found a super hot oak tree a hundred yards from the road and I kicked deer out of there when I was just walking around and that's where I hunted the following morning, but I didn't end up seeing anything. So what were you going to say, Mark? I was just going to ask, when you're talking about food, is there any ag up there? Is that, Not are you looking close. for I'm acorns? Just acorns mainly. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is. The nearest ag is from the spot I hunt, probably four miles away. So, yeah. Is there any seaweed in that river? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think it's like sandy bottom. Yeah, it's like, pretty okay. much all sandy bottom. Yeah. Something I, I've been noticing lately is watching deer eat the seaweed like near shore they're not like mm. out there swimming around but right uh, that kind of surprised me to see them eating that and right and picture that being a food source yeah so i mark just pulled up the map and so down there at the bottom have you ever been overwhelmed by the hundreds of food plot seed mixes out there well you are not alone and Vitalize Seed has developed a seed program that takes the guesswork out of food plotting. Vitalize Seed has two core mixes, the Nitro Boost and Carbon Load, to keep it simple. Nitro Boost is their spring-summer food plot mix, and Carbon Load is the fall plot mix, each having a diverse mix of over a dozen different seed types that are highly attractive to whitetail. Food plotting made simple, but it gets even better. Each mix provides necessary nutrients to the soil, making for better plots each season and saving you money by needing less roundup and less fertilizer each season the one two system simplifies your food plots just how nature intended vitalize seed make biology work for you order now at vitalizeseed.com where those fields are those obviously private but that's probably the closest ag and then to the northwest there's a little bit of ag and mm-hmm. in the you know a couple of weeks ago, previous uh, podcast with Joe, I mean, the family killer, the doe family killer, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, that's what he did is he just went and found some ag and kind of hunted right. the outskirts of it. And, you know, that's where you find those little ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, so Eric, you said between us talking like you got your boat up and running again that's kind of i did hampered your finally your, your scouting and everything so what have you been doing still not a hundred percent i ended oh yeah i ended up having to order a uh, voltage regulator for it so i haven't been out yet with it but i did get those uh Kanadi arrows that i ordered the m1s started shooting those so looking forward to that heavier arrow this year see what that does yeah and those aren't like Ranch very heavy, heavy no, arrows. No, they're no, just they're a, like midweight. Yeah, they're just a um, higher GPI, yep. and they're 
super straight, like mm-hmm. super, super good. But those are the heavier version. And that's a traditional um, arrow. Right. And then, all right. What's your GPI on those Kennedys? I don't know. I, I want to say they're like, I want to say they're like 11 or something like that. Okay. Um, maybe not quite that much. I don't know. I know Brian said it the last time when we were asking him, but, uh, and then you got the latitude sticks. Those came yep. in. And wh- as soon what as do you I think? opened them up, man, I still stripped them and got them ready to go. I think they're awesome and I can't wait to use them. So did you watch the video on how to put the, uh, wings, the, 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 the tie off method on there? Well, it actually has papers in the box too. So I just use that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because my brother got some, my brother, he, uh, he didn't even remember ordering them. So he's like, oh, this really? box showed up and he was like, Oh, Hey, look at that. And, so, <laughs> and then he saw all the stuff online and he was like, Oh, you know, scared or whatever, like everybody else was. And then he looked and he put it. So the, the wings mm-hmm. have holes on them on either side so that you can, um, if you're left-handed or right-handed, right. you can set up the rope for that. Well, so my my brother said what he did is he put the loop through there, and instead of putting it back over the wing, yep. he just girth hitched the center of the stick. Okay, with and he, so he's like he went out there and he looked at it and he's like, oh, I totally did it wrong. <laughs> so he's like, and you know, I don't know. And uh, again, like uh, I've handled these sticks a bunch. I've stood on them. I've jumped on them. And actually I was telling my brother, I've, I was out setting these cameras and like, I was setting on them on like some sketchy angle trees. And I was like, man, are these going to work? And they, they just continue to bite really well. Like I'm really impressed with the bite and I'm doing some like bad angle stuff, but I mean, I'm, I'm realistic and like, I trust the guys that made them to make a good product. Right. Um, I trust the process. I, there's a reason it took them so long to, to actually have the actual stick, not the ones that are shipping. That was just a manufacturing, right? They moved manufacturing from Michigan to Arizona and then moved them back to Michigan. And that's, that's what the, the holdup was. Um, and we're, you know, everything's being done in the U S but all that to say, like, I love the guys. I love the company. I love all that stuff, but, you know, there isn't a single animal that's been killed off them yet. So, I mean, that I know of. Right. So, like, I'm September fifteenth coming. I'm, I'm, Dang I'm, it. I'm still on the. You know, uh, until you get a season or two right. with them, like under your belt, and then you get, you know, version two, version three. There's always things to tweak, but um, I don't know. For I'm not for worried. You, about, I'm 100 percent confident they're going to do what I want them to do. So. So yeah, and, and you're a very mechanical, mechanically minded guy. So uh, you know, I, I would say that you're you're not uh, like company or brand fanboy. Right. Like you're not like, oh, well, these are going to be right. You know, these are the best because I bought them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's right. That's the way I feel like some people are, but. So for for you, Eric, like, what do you have for like expectations for the season, or like, what what are your plans for like out of state, all that stuff? Like, how, how uh, much vacation do you have? I guess is always what it boils down to, right? That's always what it boils down to. So I'm gonna go up for the uh, 
you know, the podcast hunt. And then I have another week of vacation to use before November 5th. And then I get all my vacation. So, uh, I don't have anything off yet other than the podcast hunt, but I plan on hunting harder than I did last year and more than I did last year. Um, so what, what is that? I guess, what does that mean to you? Because like from, and when we get to Mark, we're going to rehash all this because I got, <laughs> I'm going to unload all of this like knowledge that I've got built up. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> but, but like what I've learned from like all of these podcasts and talking to all of these guys that, you know, I would like, I would like to model their success. I look right. at like what they do and how they hunt and all this stuff. And, you know, sometimes hunting like more or hunting harder. Right. Like I used to think like every chance I get, I gotta be right. in the woods. And I, I know you and I know like how you hunt. Like if the wind's not right, doesn't mm. matter. I'm just not going in there. Right. I'm not going to hunt, you know, anything so, that isn't like really perfect. So what does hunting harder mean? To you, to like, me, this year hunting harder means uh, more different areas and more um, scout as I go in. Because you know, yeah, if the wind is not right, I'm not going to go to that spot. And there's a lot of spots I know now that I have to hunt a certain wind. So if the wind isn't right for one of those spots, I'm going to try new ground and try a new spot. Find you know, look for the hot sign and set up. One of the cool things, like, on that podcast I did, you know, some of these podcasts, like, where I, I feel like I'm just doing, like, with my buddies, like, you know, guys that have another podcast or whatever that right. I can get a different perspective. But, like, with uh, the one with Walter and Parker McDonald, he was talking about with his new schedule and his new stuff, how he said that every Monday was New Spot Monday. So, okay. every Monday, he he's like, if I'm going to hunt. Monday, I'm going to a spot I've never been before. I like that. And I, I that's, that's what I great. thought too. I was like, cause you get into these like ruts where you're like, oh, I just got to go here. Right. And you might not hunt, you know, being like truly mobile or whatever. Like you don't hunt the same tree or right. hunt the same, but you may hunt the same area. Right. You know, and you know, we're whatever hunting harder, just blowing out an area because. Yeah. Well, hunt. that's, that's the first thing I thought of when you said you know, hunting harder or whatever is, you know, not the same spot harder. That's not the goal. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> well, but I think learning new spots, new areas, you know, new, uh, new spots I can hunt on different winds and just, you know, getting my boots on more ground, you know. But I think about that from like a, a listener perspective, right? Because when you say like, well, I'm going to hunt harder, right? Like, does that just mean more days or, you know, yeah, that, that's why I just wanted to clarify. Not that. more that's, days in the same tree. I do want to hunt more days, but different trees, different areas, expand my areas out. And, um, to what end, right? Cause I think even on that, like new spot Monday, right? You're just, you, you're going in somewhere blind, Right. trying to trying to figure it out. So if you're going to go to a new spot, like what does that look like? How are you what what are you trying to do there? Well, first I'm going to scout it on the map, you know, e-scout and I'm looking for, you know, like pinch points, funnels, stuff like that. 
before I even get in there because in diversity, if there's not a bunch of diversity coming together, I'm not going to even go back there and look. You know what I mean? I just don't think it's worth my time. But is it like every sit? Because I also like struggle with that where these guys, like I say, the guys, they have so much confidence mm-hmm. because they put in the legwork ahead of time. So we're like every sit I'm going to kill, you know, and so is, is the goal, like I'm going to hunt harder. So I'm going to, every, every time I go in there, it's going to be like big buck city or is it? No, every time I go in there, I want to learn something. So do you, when you go into like a new spot like that, do you ever not set up? Yeah, I have. And it kind of sucks because it might waste the whole night, but. Like you go in there and you're like, oh, this isn't really worth. Yeah, I've done it. And, you know, then a lot of times what I'll end up doing is it'll get so late and then I'll just kind of stalk around until dark, you know, on my way out or whatever, just to see if I come across anything. But yeah, I've had lots of nights where I go in thinking, you know, man, this thing looks awesome on the map. Like I got to get in here and you get in there and it's like, wow, I don't even see a track or I don't see anything in here. So. But that's where you learn and, you know, you move on to a different spot. Or you might find a great spot or it might lead you to a good spot, you know, so. Yeah, and I think that that, I mean, I've done that too. Like, and I I feel like doing that, like, isn't, like Mark, you said, like, it was like a wasted day or like whatever. And like, or you said like, oh, it kind of sucks. It feels like it, but it's not because you can cross that off. You're just crossing it off. And I, I think that that's like, you know, I've done that. I've driven an hour Mm -hmm. and walked around for two and i'm just like i just made a big loop and i'm like this sucks there's like nothing that i want to hunt hop in the car drive another half hour and just be like well i'm just gonna hit last light here right and now and one one time in particular i mean i was doing the same thing stalking up there freaking on my knees and here comes these does and i'm like i'm gonna be able to shoot one of these does right here you know that and to me, it's just, I, I learned, I learned a lot doing right. that. Right. One of my best hunts actually was the year before last where, uh, of the whole year was I went into a spot and I actually couldn't get back to where I wanted to because the water was so deep and I fell through the ice and my boots got full of water. And, you know, I was like, I'm freaking done. Like, this is ridiculous. So I went back and, uh to the boat and I went miles away and then I got off the boat cause there was a spot I wanted to check out and it was like 30 minutes before dark. And I went in like a hundred yards, climbed a tree real quick with a bunch of branches. And I seen like 15 deer that night and I almost got a shot at one. Like it was an awesome night, you know? And then I learned another good spot where I thought it was a, you know, total trash night. It turned out good. So mm. you never know. So, like I say, like hunting harder, like that, that, that to me is, I'm always like, I always struggle because it's yeah. like, you only get so many days. Like, I'm very fortunate. Like, my, my wife has told me that. She's like, oh, I don't care. Like, right. there's only hunting seasons only around like one time a year. So, you should hunt. Right. <laughs> Can you ever talk to my wife? <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I can't complain either because mine's usually like, yeah, whatever, go. Like, well, I mean, like, you know, Uncle Frank being my wife's dad, like, <laughs> right. yeah, well, are you going to go hunting with my dad? Well, 
Yeah, is, twist my arm. Is, is that like, <laughs> is it, are you asking, like, should I? Like, am I? <laughs> is it okay? Like, yeah, just go. Get out of here. Okay. Uh, I'm in. So, what about out of state? Like, what are you? I don't even know yet. Whatever. I'll hunt wherever. You're like, wherever. Indiana, Ohio, Missouri, Wisconsin. I don't even care where I go. I just want to go out of state somewhere. So, yeah. Speaking of Missouri, freaking oh yeah i don't know if you remember like do you remember what i said about you sending trail cam pictures last time oh yeah i don't yeah i'm sending you all these pictures of deer that you can't shoot yeah it's just like deer porn it's like it's like here here's all these deer like here's all these monsters just walking around but (laughs) all right so like both of you like so Mark sends this picture of this deer in the dark. That like Eric, what would you score that deer at? <laughs> I'm seriously. I don't know, 150, 160. One, no, no, no. It's it it's good it's gonna be it's it's I'm a usually like deer. shooter. <laughs> That's yeah. what I scored it but at. But like you're looking at what it's like got twelve scorable points. Yeah, I it's, don't know. I think it's more than that. And it's like got time like the latest one. Is that the one you're talking about? The latest. Is that the same deer? When you said new buck, that looks a lot like that. No, that's, that's, I mean, maybe it is, but it's like eight miles away, 10 miles away. I don't think it is. So, so this deer is definitely a Boone and Crockett deer. And I would say that it's close. It's, 80s 90s like i don't know that it's 200 but it's very very yeah. close you know depending on mass but it's hard to tell in velvet but the thing has it's just a, a giant right so eric if you if that deer shows up mm-hmm. on one of your cameras and it's a two o'clock in the morning dark picture you only got one set of photos from it, and it's in a weird spot, like where there's no trees. Am I am I oh, telling yeah. the story? Like, okay, like what are you? How are you approaching it? Are you saying, well, I've seen all these other trail cam pictures, like, like I'm not concerned about this world class deer, or how are you like approaching it? Well, I would I would definitely try to hunt it. I mean. The next morning, if I could, if well, the, but the wind we're saying, and we're everything, say, but was we're correct. saying it's right now. So, like, in oh, right now, yeah. So, so, so this exact same scenario. Okay. So, so, how are you approaching it? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I don't have them on my camera. So, well, because like for me, I mean, I'd be, I'd be e scouting the crap out of that, trying to figure out where he's going, where he's coming from, you know. It's this this time at night, like, where do I think he came from, where he I could shoot him in daylight, or, you know, is is he going somewhere and going to come out in the morning? You know, that's what I'd be thinking, I guess. Yeah, and, and that's the way that I, I think, too, is, like, I would be putting cameras everywhere that I think he may right. also come out so that... Try if, to get if, some pattern on him if, or if something. If nothing else, and, and for the listeners, I'll there's one deer like that I posted one picture of that's, I don't know, 30 inches smaller than this deer, mm-hmm. but still like 
super cool and huge by anybody's standard. But it's like under, understanding all of that, that there's going to be plenty of opportunity. There's still a lot. I mean, again, Eric, you and I, like you don't get a chance to like, you can learn so much from that deer. Right. Because he's got to be that big. He's, you know, there. If you can figure out like where he's living and how he's living and how he's moving, um, man, I just think that there's a, a big opportunity there. To- Especially if you get him on the camera more than once, because, you know, sometimes you'll only get a deer one time. Yep. But it'd be worth investing some more time, setting up some more cameras. You know, if you look at a map and think, Hey, this is where he was. This is where if I was him, I'd be going or, you know, whatever. That's what I would try to do. And down here on one of these farms, when I, I first went down, this was five or five or six years ago. It was the first year I was down there, put out a camera and got one picture of a buck, 19 scorable points. One picture, one time, that, that was it. And it's that, that's what I'm saying about this particular deer. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I can't hunt him. I have an idea where he's bedding and I have an idea where he lives. Uh, just looking at the top- topography, this, this farm is on the very fringe of like, there's big stands of woods north and um so that that's kind of my struggle i i you know we didn't didn't put a cell cam there because traditionally the cell cam there it's so it's so far out there we just never get any pictures so just put a regular soaker out there and so i got a camera sitting there right now over lucky buck and that's what that deer was on was lucky buck so i and I have another camera that is a cell cam that's probably, I don't know, 500 yards away. Um, that is the other area that I think he would go through because there's a big fence that they don't they don't tend to cross very often. And all the hours I've spent out there, I've never seen him uh, jump this fence other than one time when I saw a coyote come through. A doe took off running and ran into the fence and then jumped it. Um but so I got a, another camera, you know, what, 400, 500, whatever it is over in this other corner where there's pretty heavy trail, pretty obvious trail, but the way that it butts up to the, the river and the property that we have that we're allowed to hunt. I mean, the biggest, the biggest trees are like, I guess there's a cottonwood tree that's about that big around. Perfect. Yeah. I'd get in that. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean, we're, I mean, that's the only, it's not the, to me, it's not the ideal location, but they literally went through with a bulldozer or something and took out, there's a little fence row right here and they went through and just mowed it down. They're, all the trees are gone. So, um, but I, I just look at it from like, again, like guys that I talk to, that I would like you say like, okay, what would Andy may do? Like, what would, you know, how would Dan Infault hunt this deer? Like how would, I think he'd do the same thing. He'd just, you know, look at the map, 
topography, landscape, whatever, figure, you know, see where he thinks he's going or coming from. And, and he would go, you know, but try I, to move in on it that way. But and to, and to learn from these guys, right? Like, so like a guy like Jake Bush, he'll say, you know, maybe I find another deer that's a lot more killable, mm-hmm. but he doesn't not seek the information on that other deer, right? you know, cause he wants to keep tabs on them for, you know, the next time when he's, when he does slip up. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way that I look at it. Like I've, I've, I guess like move past the, the hoping and like saying like, Oh, well that's a 2 AM photo. Like, I can't hunt him. There's no right. trees. There's well, that deer. He, he, if you only have one picture of him there at one time, mm-hmm. that means he doesn't spend his time, right. time there. You just happen to now. Now you at least know he exists. Right. And these guys, you know, they just obsess over that stuff, like going and looking for tracks and trying to to figure it out. And you know, I've gotten to talk to so many of these people, especially like in person. And like it's on a podcast, you can give like so much information, but you got time, you got context and, you know, other stressors, you know, like, Oh, am I talking too much? Am I doing this? But it's like when you can have a conversation with somebody and like talk to them about this stuff, like these guys, like, like live and breathe this stuff. Right. And so having never experienced that and never like try to like walk back a picture like that and say like, now it's like that deer was there at right at dusk. So, okay. And these are, you know, Michigan hundred inch deer. And I'm like, right. well, where he's got to be, you know, bedding somewhere close. Like, mm-hmm. where is he going? Oh, come back in the morning. Okay. So now I know that he's bedded over there. Right. And one picture is hard, but if you know, you know, what the wind was, you know, where he, and that's what you're saying. And it's even in the, on that camera, like you can't even, it just appears like you can't tell like where he came from or where he went. Yeah, he's right? just, all of a sudden he's, he's there. standing there over the lucky buck. And I, <laughs> I tell you what, when, when I was scrolling through those pictures, when I, when I first pulled those, I was like, <laughs> to see that one on there, I was like, holy, but the, the, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's that buck that I shot last year. And I, I hit him really Really forward, I was, uh, I was probably a little bit excited. You guys have heard the story, but um, I hit him way forward, like in in front of it, like just through the skin in front. And I'm like, I think it's the same deer. I mean the the dimensions of the rack. It's you know if you've seen the picture, it's somewhat unique the way that it comes out, and then all the time it's tipping like this. Um, and it's kind of angular. That's exactly what that other buck looked like. And you said he was like 150s last year. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, very, very possibly the same deer, but especially where he was, because that other spot that I was telling you about where I have a cell camera, that's that's where I was sitting, is right there in that corner. Um, and, you know, it's like 400 yards from here. And if when he came down because last year he came down in the river and he was about 180 yards away and I was grunting at him didn't care I rattled and when he got up on my side of the river 
He was walking away from me. I rattled and he turned and just started trotting in, which to see that rack coming, I mean, like just running at me. <laughs> I got, I, I probably got a little, that was, that was the first time. Like it, it got me excited about hunting all over again because it was like the first time I was out there and saw a buck when I was a kid. I was that, I mean, I was just, even though I messed it up, I was so excited to have that kind of opportunity there and to be able to, I mean, we, we had some info, went set up, found a spot, got in there and, and was able to rattle that deer and man, it was cool. But if that, that 180 yards away and he was heading North, if he would have kept going, or I'm sorry, he was heading South, if he would have kept going. And walked all the way across the neighbors, he would have ended up in the, in front of that camera. So I I think it's I'm still in his general vicinity. But. So so then, what does your season look like? How how are you like prioritizing your time and your hunts and and like what do you have for time off, etc. Um, I have I'm sitting on four weeks right now, and I haven't touched any of it. Um, that's plenty of time to kill that deer. Yeah. What are you going to do for the other three weeks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, it's funny cause I have a big, uh, big conference that you guys know I got a new job. So I have a big conference, uh, the week leading up to September 15th, which is Missouri's opener. So I'm planning on being down there for the opener and hoping to see some of these bucks that are actually patterned, um, hopefully being able to get, get some deer on pattern. And I, I always like going down there that time of year. Just, I mean, I have these these bucks walking around, and it's you know it says the temp right down there. It's ninety degrees. It's ninety five mm-hmm. degrees, and I got all these. I would say a lot of those bucks are probably four and a half, five and a half year old deer, and they're out there in the daylight. So going down there, um, actually flying back from my conference in Seattle. So I'm going to land in Chicago, have my buddy pick me up in Chicago. And then continue the drive down. You couldn't just fly into St. Louis somewhere? <laughs> it's it's not at all on the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're and we're several hours away from there. But um so I'm planning on hunting that weekend. Took that I think I'm gonna make a four day weekend out of that. Um and it all depends on on what we're seeing when we get down there, because I'm not gonna not gonna burn the time if it, you know, kind of like you said, if it's not good, if they're, if, you know, whatever's happening and they're, they're not, you know, active or if the weather's shit, I'm not just going to burn a bunch of time or, you know, go kicking around for no reason and mess up these right. deer that are, are patterned in there. Um, then planning on going back down there the first week in November, uh, right before their gun season opens up, I'm going to spend a week down there. Then, um, Possibly going back this last year, we were uh, down there the first week in December, right after the gun season got closed. And I've, I've never done that before. And I thought, well, I don't know, because Michigan, you know what it's like right after gun season. It's like takes a deer. They, right. they got a gun season hangover for a while. <laughs> and I tell you what, the, the farmer drove us around the uh, the big farm and we saw like 40 or 50 deer two o'clock in the afternoon. Big mature, you know, 140, 150 inch box. <laughs> it was just, it was nuts. It was so cool to see that, but it, it's just a whole different. They, there's so much, so much food down there. The deer are 
active uh, pretty much all day long, just walking around. And and do they have a have a lot of pressure there during rifle in that area or no? They, according to the locals, yeah, they do. But compared to Michigan, it's not yeah. not comparable. Like you'll you'll drive around, you'll see the you know redneck box blinds and whatever, mm-hmm. but in you know driving down the road couple thousand acres i might see four right so i'm sure there's people that hunt outside of those but when i'm down there you just don't it's not the orange army like it is here where you got three guys on every 10 acres so the way that the the family that i stay with down there the way that they hunt is they go out and like somebody's got this 150 acres and it's usually like two people in a box blind and you know, there's two people over there on that 300 acres, but um, there just isn't much of any big woods. It's all ag fields. So you're like when you're sitting there and it's 300 acres, you're just looking around and it's like a, you know, once the crops are off, it looks like a parking lot. So either the deer are coming through there or they're not. Right. So I guess when I'm like listening to that, like, I don't, what is your, like, what's your goal? Where are where are your, uh, like, antler restrictions, you know? Because <laughs> these deer are huge. I mean, so. Yeah. Well, I can tell you the two years ago I was drawn back. Uh, I saw the biggest deer that I had ever seen. It was probably, it wasn't as big as that, the one that we were talking about. Um. But there's a deer that I named Brad Pitt, and he comes in and it's kind of gay. Yeah, well, you know, hey, a couple of guys down in the woods. Anyways, whatever. Um, so I see how you're hearing banjos. <laughs> I was I was looking south, and I can see a buck over there. So I rattled at him, rattled at him, and then I heard a grunt, and it sounded like the grunt was in my stand. And I look around, I don't see anything. So then I talked myself into believing I, I just, I was hearing things didn't actually happen. Well then about five seconds later, I hear crash, crash. And I look over and Brad Pitt jumped across the ditch and is standing 55 yards in the field looking for whatever was grunting. And he's just standing there broadside and I can't move. Cause I'm, I'm kind of out in the open. Um, so he's over there and then he starts walking the other way. And the deer that I was grunting at was, we called the imposter. It was like 140 inches. And I drew back at him or drew back on him. Full draw, 20 yards would have been my biggest deer by a lot. And I'm like, Ooh, but that deer's right over there. So I just let down and let everything happen. Everybody walked away fully intact. And so it, it, it kind of, kind of depends. I mean, I'm more in it for the experience. Like I, I, I got a lot of horns hanging here, uh, but I want, you know, a lot of all of those deer that I've sent you guys would be my biggest deer ever by a lot. So, so I don't really have a, I'm only going to shoot that great big one. I, I, well, but, that, but that, that's kind of like what I'm getting at. Cause there's, there's a really like, I don't want to say like fine line, but there's like this, 
you know, the angel and the devil on your shoulder, mm-hmm. right? Especially um, for what you had said there. Because, like, there's a whole bunch of things. Like, I was going to ask Eric, like, what you thought about Mark's plan. Because it, it sounds, and, like, don't take this the wrong way, but it's like, it sounds like you're planning to fail. Because you're like, well, I'm going in, down in September, and then I'm going to go back, and then I'm going to be there in December. Like, it, it, and so... The, there there becomes like a this strange dichotomy of like as soon as you shoot that deer it's done mm-hmm. like if you're in it for like the experience and all that like oh it's it, not it, though but it but it's the same way like for me like with turkey hunting like that's why we uh, that's why I shoot at them with my bow all the time <laughs> and because you know so you're purposely missing <laughs> i'm purposely making it more difficult stop. because if you go out there with a shotgun and like you call one in, like it's, you know, unless something goes horribly wrong or like whatever, like yeah. you can be, it can be game over in a day. Yeah. Um. So well, by what I said, let me preface that. Uh, I guess I'm not prefacing it. I'm saying it afterwards, but um, so in Missouri, you have two buck tags. Okay. You, you get a license, you get, that gives you two buck tags um, to, two turkey tags just automatically you you buy a non-resident that's what you get second buck tags not um valid until after gun season okay so that's that's my why i have the plan that i have and also to you know because i work just like everybody else and then my buddy that i go down there with also works so those are the plans we have in place if i go down there on september 15th and i shoot any one of those bucks November's not happening, but December might happen. So those are the dates that I'd planned for. But the way that I, I like doing it is I have my cameras. I have the weather app. If it's going to be 30 mile an hour wind, September 15th might not happen. It might be the next weekend, but my schedule's flexible enough that I can do that. So that's why I'm telling you, those are the dates that I have put in for so far. Um, but yeah, in some ways what you're saying is true because I have all these spots with all these cameras and a crazy amount of buck pictures this year. And I'm like, Oh, where do I want to hunt first? Well, I kind of want to see, you know, kind of want to go first world problem. Like, have you ever encountered this ever in your life, Eric? Or you're like, no, never. Isn't it? Like I said, it's like, it's like deer (laughs) porn. It's like, it's like put on your VR goggles and like. Which stand do I choose today? Like, well, and I'll tell you, this <laughs> like, is the first year that it's been like this because you've seen, I've sent you pictures in the past, and they're all midnight, two a.m., whatever. Like that one, oh, I got this one giant buck at two a.m., whatever. I probably sent you that nineteen point from five years ago. That's but probably this when I year, told him to stop. Just fucking <laughs> quit. <laughs> no, it was the last year you told me to stop. Um. I didn't but, notice he doesn't really respond to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and, and kind of the other reason is, you know, I, I have the lucky buck and I'm putting it out down there. And, you know, so it's nice to be able to send you the pictures be like, hey, right. look at lucky bucks doing awesome. Yeah. Um, a deer that I can't hunt that is useless to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> never get an invite, but once. I think it was, then, I think then, it was twice that year I invited you. Yeah. And, and Fred went down there. Yeah. Fred, Fred, had, Fred, I understand had, Fred. Fred had great opportunity too. 
but I'm not bitter about it. It's not just, at all. You know, it's one of those things. I know you're not bitter. Yeah, you just you generally complain. So I I figure this just goes with that. <laughs> yeah, it's par for the course at this point. But so when I, you know, my plans are I have dates, but my plans are really going to be solidified much closer to those dates because like i said if the weather shit um if all of a sudden this camera you know it's still checking it's still sending pictures but i'm not seeing what i want to see but i'm still like i sent you in the last two days i'm like oh new buck next day oh new buck and that that one from today adam has left the chat (laughs) (laughs) he left he left the group that one from today that thing's I, I thought that was the same buck as that big one. It's It's got to be really close. I don't know. It, They're all huge. <laughs> no, but when you look at, like, the tine shape yeah. on, like, the G19s or whatever they are. <laughs> G19s. You're not bitter at all, are you? <laughs> I, just want, I just want the person that's listening to this to, like, understand, like, what it is we're talking about here. Like, it, it, these are not, like... So that wasn't a regular elk. deer. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, literally that deer probably scores the same or bigger than the elk that I shot. Right. Like for real. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but that's what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, on a level like you could live vicariously through Mark. Right. So when he's just like, well, you know, I'm not really going to go after that deer. There's these there's other big ones. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Right. Like, are, you, are you kidding me? Like, it's just so much trouble to go after this 200-inch deer when there's these other ones that just want to die. Like, <laughs> I mean. And I, I'm not saying that at all. Like, I, I told you yesterday when you were giving me shit about my lack of a plan. Well, it I feel that. like Mark was saying, <laughs> I don't really so, have a plan. But, but Mark's like, what's this podcast going to be about? I need information. Oh. I gotta have a, I gotta, I gotta have a script for this. Like I gotta, I gotta know what I'm <laughs> like. Script. I'm coming after you like so yeah, hard crap. on this. Like this is going to be like, no, a, I, the a only real reason I asked you what it was about is because the last time we had a podcast, I started talking about, um, decoy and you're like, Oh, I, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> oh, we're, don't talk about that yet. Like, All right. So it was more knowing what I was going to get in trouble for talking about. I, now, now I'm in trouble for sending you deer pics. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just going to start sending dick pics back. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, that'll maybe stop. Maybe maybe that'll maybe stop. Maybe quit. Uh, Eric has left the chat. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> so, you know, on that particular deer, my plan, if you will, is I feel like it's the same buck from last year. And unless I gave him an education all in one shot, I feel like he responds to rattling. He did not give a single shit about my grunt at all so that goes back to talking about like where you possibly think he was coming from or going mm-hmm. this might be the same deer so you actually do have somewhat of an idea of where he's oh yeah traveling I, and I can, going and you know well this where he hangs i can show out. you where i think those deer are betting right but i, I mean you it's just, not just send me just, a pen yeah no problem <laughs> it's not just like this one random giant this one time like you think this is the same deer so you do have history with it so you are, you do kind of have an idea of where you think he's going to be and stuff, right? Without even looking at the map. Yeah, and that's that's what what I was telling Adam yesterday. 
you know, when he's giving me all this grief about my plan and, and, you know, not hunting this one deer and going around and collecting all the hairs from the deer, like a serial killer or something. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he's, you should go look at those tracks. Maybe he's got like extra toe or something. <laughs> you can track him. <laughs> track him back to his yeah. back. But it, but it kind of goes back to like that big one that I killed in Ohio, right? Like we read, John read that article that said, if the deer's alive, and he was in a certain place on a certain day, like you need to be there. It's repeatable. And that's where I was, you know, I, uh, you know, 500 yards away or whatever, but he was still in that same drainage at that same time. So like the hard part is, and it, I guess it isn't so much, you know, cause you get these deer like quote unquote, like I, I've never encountered this, but the guys that say like, you know, during the rut, these new bucks show up. They're not the normal bucks that I have on my camera. All these new bucks show up, but it's that time of year when they're making their rounds and, and doing that stuff. So, I mean, if that deer moved 500 yards or just took a different trail or was on, you know, some other path, like at that time, you know, that's what I told them yesterday or whenever it was. I'm like, you, you know, you need to get there. Like same day, like if you think you shot that deer last year on this day, like yeah, I would day agree. Before, the day after, I would like, I would definitely be there that day. And it's well, hard, that, hard because it's the rut, so it's like so the, know, they could be anywhere. But I mean, that is use the, what you know. That's right. a plan with the dates that I'm going. But what I will tell you is that particular spot, I don't think it's going to be a great September 15th spot. But I think it, it's. Every year during the rut, they run the ridge right on the edge of that river. And so that's why I got in there last year. I'm sitting over at this other farm and was having an awesome day of hunting, not seeing any deer, but it was really, really nice weather and the sky was pretty. Um, so I'm sitting there and my phone go vibrates and I look and, oh, there's a buck, man. What was that? Like 100, probably 140 inch buck. Two minutes later, goes off again, goes off again, goes off again. Finally, Andrew texts me and he's like, what the hell is going on over there? And I'm like, I know there must be a hot doe right there. But the, the bucks were running back and forth up and down that ridge. So we went over and we're going to hang a set there because I'm like, well, I'm going to hunt there. All I'm just going to spend all day there tomorrow. We know where they're at. They're running back forth on this ridge. They did this a couple years ago. I'm going to go get in there. So we we drive over there, pull in where we normally park, and the phone starts going off again. The, there's bucks in there, and then there's a doe. And I'm like, okay, so yeah, there's a hot doe here. So, um, Well, they say like a lot of times the does will be on the same cycle the following year too, right? Yeah. So if there was a hot doe there this day last year, you know, this year it should be the same, right? Well, <laughs> or close to it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping so because that that goes along with my plan, mm -hmm. if you will. But I go in there, and we're like, oh, we'll go eat dinner, whatever. Come back, so head back there at like eleven o'clock at night. Walk all the way back there to where the camera's at, and it's like looking down the trail. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna. This is the tree that you know I had picked out. So I start putting my sticks up, or my my I got the XOP, the what, giants, nine, yeah, the, the nine pound sticks, yeah, the nine <laughs> pound XOPs. Those ones are good. 
Um, you're going to steal my beer, too? I might. <laughs> Shit. Don't set it by mine. <laughs> <laughs> what were they, like, five feet apart? <laughs> Mine's twice as big. <laughs> so I literally start putting the steps in the tree, and I get, like, one step up. Andrew stand there right at the bottom of the tree, and I turn around, and I see something with my headlamp, and 15 yards away, there's, like, a 130-inch eight-point just taller than shit standing right there on the trail. I'm like, now what do I do? I mean, all right, well, I'm going to finish putting these up cause I'm not yeah. going to get out of here. So finally he takes off. I get the third stick up there and I'm like, all right, this looks pretty good. I put standoff bracket on and I look down right at the base of my tree about five yards away. There's a set of eyes. There was a hot doe. Oh, really? It, she was, she was bedded down five yards from the base of my tree and i'm like the fuck? so finish hanging everything up she sat there the whole time get down and we start walking out of there and then she takes off she blows and takes off so then the next day i'm sitting there and it got to 11 30 before i saw a single deer and it was that buck and i rattled him in but i just feel like that that particular spot if I'm in there early season or at night or yeah. And I, I don't, I don't have a pattern that I don't have anything I can follow. So I feel like my plan for that spot in September is just hope. But I feel like during the rut, I know what they're doing in that spot during the rut and they're actively using that Ridge. So I feel like that's a better spot when they get into the chase and, um, you know, they're trying to lock down that doe, and I've just seen it year after year. But you know, Oh, it, sure. sure. It, I, I mean, I'm not, like, arguing that. Like, that all, like, lines up. I'm just saying, like, if you had a – because I know you've done it in the past where you're like, all right, well, we're going to leave at 4 in the morning, run down there, set up some cameras, and drive back the same day. And it's like – if you've done that in the past, like why wouldn't you go down there and be like, okay, well maybe I can get some more September 15th information or more information like leading up to the opener. Like now that you know that there's this fuck monster down there, mm -hmm. you know, that that's all I'm. Oh yeah. Cause all of that is, you know, pr pretty, pretty standard. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like for me, like, I think like, I'm just like a shit hunter. But in the rut, it's like I feel like I, I've got a chance because I can figure that out. But I think if you have a situation like, like what you've got where I imagine that there's, you know, a little less pressure where like these deer are, you know, there's tons of ag. So there's going to be somewhat of a pattern. And especially in September, you know, these, well, I'm, you, I'm you, telling you, man, you have, the, the path. The pattern is like nothing I've ever seen because when the ag's on, it's hundred. I mean, I climb up in this tree and for as far as I can see last year, the corn just keeps going. And it it is unbelievable the scale of the ag down there. I've I've literally never seen anything else like it other than there. Um, and it, it's going to be when you're down in Kansas, you know, I drove through Kansas and I think it's 
like hay fields that they have all over the place. And it, you just look and they just go for ever. But when we were down there in March, I was telling Adam this the other day, we were down there in March and I put out some cameras and Lucky Buck and we were looking for sheds. And I'm walking through and I'm like, God, there's still so much corn down here. Like in Michigan, all that ag would have been picked off. Mm-hmm. And there's deer. I mean, there's deer walking around during the day while we were down there. But there's so much corn that I could have started picking it up and throwing it in a bag. I could have collected it by hand. It, it's just there's so much food. I don't think they can possibly eat it all. Right. And one thing that I noticed that's different from Michigan is they're, I don't think they're going for as much of the woody browse because they don't have to. So in Michigan, you're like, oh, yeah, look at that field. And all the trees are trimmed up to you know deer grasping height. Right. It's not like that as much down. Well, yeah, I mean, corn or fucking chewing on a branch. What are you going to choose? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they they do like I uh, the one spot that I have. There's like three acres of CRP, four acres of CRP, and I will see it in September. Well, they'll go through and they'll kind of browse that as they're mm-hmm. walking through. You know, just selectively picking away at it. Um, so they, they are eating the woody browse, but it's not near what it is in Michigan where the deer are damn near starving to death in the wintertime. Right. Yeah. I, like I just, like I say, I know that you've gone down there, done mm-hmm. that before. We're throwing more cameras out, and, you know, and I would say, obviously like to this point, it's worked for you because it's, it's got you to where, where you're at now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. Again, how many how many years have you been hunting that area? Five, five years. And I, I was just so, curious. I, so you know, you never want to look a gift horse in the mouth, but it's like last year going down there. Um, the family texts me. Uh, the The wife of the family, she's I don't know, a little younger than my grandma, but. Um, well, my mom, though, like in between those generations, and she is just the absolute sweetest lady, nicest lady. She knows I like cooking, so she'll send me pictures of food and whatever when they're cooking something good. And so that's so cool to hear from her. And, uh, but I'm, we're driving down there and we had everything like 15 cameras everywhere from July. Everything's, you know, all these cameras are soaking. We had Lucky Buck out, we did all the things. And we're driving down there. She texts and she's like, Hey, are you guys here yet? Uh, we're going to have dinner. I'm like, not, not there yet. Not going to get there until like midnight. And what are you going to do? Uh, we're going to hang up some sets. We're going to, you know, do whatever. Okay. Well, stop by. Cause I want to show you there's this other farm you guys can hunt. <laughs> 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 now, you know, cause I get like, I'm kind of a little back here until it gets a couple days before and i'm like okay this is a plan this is what i'm gonna do you know this we're you know so we're driving down there and it's like well not what what if that farm's really good <laughs> right. we went over to that farm and it was unbelievable but um so we ended up spending a lot of our time hunting that new farm last year just just figuring it out um you know the, the biggest struggle that i've had with it is having any trees to get into and you know maybe the play is getting on the ground more but i've done it 
And I can tell you that I've been busted a heck of a yeah, lot more on tough. the ground. Yeah. yeah. You're also what? Six, five. Yeah. <laughs> six, five, six, six. So, I mean, that doesn't help. <laughs> I'm also like old and decrepit. So I can't really, I don't do well sitting on a stump or a right. bucket. <laughs> so every, everybody listening to this is like, well, it sounds like you just need more guys. Tons. Oh yeah, just bring a whole bunch of guys. All right. I mean, just just a few of them. But in and so, where are you at with like Michigan? You're like, ah, Michigan. It's Michigan. No, I love hunting Michigan. I put, I put some food plots out and. <laughs> Dude. So I'll tell you what. You know, I've planned. How many food plots have I talked to you about over the years? L- a lot. All right, and this many. is maybe this is just me being a slappy. But that vitalized seed is no bullshit. I have never seen anything like that. So I waited all through June before I put out that. So I'm completely derailing the conversation here. That I, I put that out in July, the spring mix. And I'm like, well, I really want to get it in the ground. I want to see what it does, whatever. Within like three days, I'm like, is that really? Man, this seems awfully quick. I went back to this property down the road the other day, and it's like, and I just did exactly what they say. Like, I I went in, spread the seed, and then I brush hogged over it to kind of pack it in a little bit. And it was right before it was going to rain. I think it, I think I called you because it was like raining when I got done with it. And that that's all I did. I mowed or I spread seed and I mowed, and I got out of there. I can't even begin to tell you how thick that stuff's coming in. It's, I'm really excited about it. I haven't been back out to the family property to see. That's where I put the, uh, the fall seed. And so I'm, I'm excited to see that. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Cause I just went, like I said, Jared was just up at the property and he was like, cause that's the way that I understood it. Right. Is that you could just spread the seed and then mow over it. Well then, then he's like, well, with all this, like you should, you know, you should spray if you can. And we had the sprayers up there, but I'm like, well, if I got to spray and do all the stuff, which we were turning dirt. So it was like, oh, if you don't have to do that, that that's one less step. But then I always thought of spraying as like a big pain in the dick. Yeah. And so we sprayed all. So w- what we did is we brush hogged, sprayed, and then spread the seed. Because he's like, you, as long as the spray is dry. How much time did you have? a day oh day and a half but but some of the places that we spread the seed was like knee high or waist high so he's like the seed might not get good contact with the soil if you just spread it into this so it was like okay that makes sense because i mean it was a lot of you know cover but so we did all that and like there's deer in it now and i'm really excited to see like what the fall stuff does because he's more excited about the fall stuff than the spring stuff and like we we planted like a big section of that uh field maybe like i don't know maybe like quarter acre half acre of that field with another brand of seed Mm -hmm. and like it was just like bare ground and some shoots and stuff and the deer had been eaten and there was some clover in there and stuff but where we put the vitalized seed the the summer stuff like it was like knee high 
Like it was like, it's crazy how it comes up, isn't it? Uh, I didn't know any better. And I was like, you know, to, and I even told him this like on the podcast, I'm like, well, maybe the deer just don't like it. <laughs> like, you know, maybe the deer aren't eating it, you know, maybe they, maybe that stuff is mowed to the ground and the deer aren't eating it, but I've got a camera on it now. And so I can see the deer in there eating it. But like, like the one spot, like where I left it, there's like a fawn in there and it's like over its back, like some of the stuff, <laughs> you know? Well, and I, I have noticed cause I've had that camera out there, um, since I mowed and I was, you know, no deer, no deer, no deer, no deer. And I, I went back out there to make sure that, like, all right, I don't have my camera aim too high, you know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, that stuff's, you know, it's starting to come up already. It's only been, you know, a couple of days, like a couple more days. And I have deer in there, like, it normally is over there, like clockwork in the morning at night. I have deer in there. And the only thing that I'm noticing is I'm getting a lot of coyote pictures. So I kind of need to do something about that. But uh, I can take care of that for you. Take care of it. All right. Josh Mapes, you give us a call. <laughs> we got you. No, we'll take the, care only, of it. the only thing, like, you're going to have to take care of it with a a bow or crossbow or trap or something. Suppressor? Suppressor's fine. Yep. It's legal to shoot there, but you know what my neighbors look like over there. So, yeah. but yeah. Um, but no, that, that, but, but excited so, about that. So, season. so you <laughs> again, like, so for, for all of this balance on here, like with the seed and the lucky buck and all this, you know, same with my brother, same thing, you know, these private land guys, they got a whole nother thing, but Mark, you've got a couple of different, like what, three different properties here in, in Michigan, like where you do like habitat work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's basically where you spend your time. And we won't get into it now, but we do have a podcast coming up in the very near future, probably right before the season, talking about decoying deer even here in Michigan. Because okay. that's that's Mark's thing. And I, 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 I'd, I'd I, like to learn about it because I'm shit at calling deer. Um, you know, I don't know, I, my experiences with decoys are like watching John lug this like 200-pound like plastic, like, you know, seriously realistic decoy. But I mean, it's, which one is it? You know, I don't, I don't know. Is it like DSD or something like that? No, it's not. It's not like that realistic. doesn't look like, you know, that you're going to get shot carrying it, <laughs> but it's, but it's like the size of like a jet sled. And then you stuff the head and all the stuff in it. And it's huge. It's like, it's like carrying like duck decoys, you know, like, freaking monstrous thing and so john's got a stand on his back he's dragging this decoy you know all the stuff when we were down in ohio and i'm like yeah and he's like yeah i had a six point coming you know sniff at it or whatever and it's like i didn't i, I just saw him with I thought it. we weren't like, talking about decoys no no I'm, this is this is for the next the next one you know i've never used one but i've thought about it, oh, it i almost ordered one last yeah, year so but we're we, we've got that podcast is, is coming up so, so your plans that's what i want to know your plans for um like michigan like what are your standards in michigan versus and my standard in michigan is going to be i'm going to mount it and i'm kind of running out of wall space so i mean none of these are 
scratching Boone and Crockett or Pope and Young or anything like that. But these are all deer that I'm extremely happy with. I think that's probably the biggest one. I think that one's like 128 or something like that. So that'd be Pope and Young if it, if it Is dried. It? 125, yeah. Oh. Um, so these are commemorative uh, bucks of Michigan bucks, which is a hundred so, inch. So yeah. something that I got, you know, I, you know, I got a whole different thing going down in Missouri. And then I do have a buddy in Illinois that's been bugging me for years. A guy that I've done some favors for in the past. And he's been, he's talked bit, about how you got into the <laughs> head shed, the, the head barn. Oh no, that, that's a Missouri. Story. <laughs> yeah. No, but we know what favors. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that guy's been calling me because, you know, I helped him out. And so he's like, oh, when are you going to come hunt here? When are you going to come hunt here? And then last year he's like, ah, I just got this this new lease, but my business is so busy. I, I can't I can't hunt it. So why don't you come down and hunt it? you totally free. You can stay at the house, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just didn't have time. So I. So you go to Missouri in September shoot that giant and then you'll have plenty of time to go to Illinois. Yeah, Illinois your way back. Season. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the Illinois thing's close enough. Like it, it, you know, I could go there easily for a weekend or just right. add a day to a weekend and go, but it's a, it's property that I've never stepped foot on. Mm-hmm. So that would be, that'd be more be like you guys. When we hunt. Yeah. Be like be- every time we hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no names of these bucks. Well, and, and that's what <laughs> I'm going to name them I don't right see before a I shoot them. Never being on the property. That yeah, sounds great like, to me. <laughs> but I, I'd love to, I'd love to go down there and and do that deal. Um, so that that's a possibility also. But in Michigan, I'm going to be picking my days. You know, my spot. I got my spots. My my spots are kind of the spots. Like you've seen all of the properties that I have, and like I could get real creative and and access from different points and whatever. But you know, like this one over here, I'm not going to go army crawling through you know my neighbor's backyard to get in there. Like I, you could, like you'd have to like parachute into it. There's like there's like one way in. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and that's and the other thing is is that one way in. It's you cannot see the food plot until you get up into that box intentionally because I moved plants and put them there. Like I can, if, if this goes off and there's deer in that food plot, I can get over there and get into that blind while the deer are in the field. And they have no, I've done that so many times now, mm-hmm. but that, that was one habitat thing that I just, one day I was out there with an excavator. I'm like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to grab this plant, put it there, and I'm going to grab that one. And I'd never heard anybody talk about it. And it turned out to be like one of the best things I've done because I used to go out and I had a food plot, like a nice salad bar for them. And I'd blow every deer out of the county walking in. Now I can get in there and they have they have no idea. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. But I'll do some hunting there, hunting out by the river, hunting out at the family spot. I did put in for, there's a public land, you're going to be so proud. There's a public land piece that I've wanted to get into uh, for a number of years, but there's really narrow window to apply to get access to it. So this year I actually applied. So we'll see. I might be hunting some public land over there. Oh my gosh. What are you going to do? 
I'm going to go hunt and have fun. I'm going to send you pictures of 120 inch bucks and have you like lose your mind because I'm not shooting them. I'm just sending you pictures of them. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of what Eric said. Like, I want to, I'm going to, I want to up my game. I don't know if I'm going to say that I'm going to hunt harder because I'm feeling pretty old and a little wore down, but I want to, I want to up my game. Like, what is a, what does it take to get to that next level? And I know that you can do it here. Um, but what what does it take for me to be able to do that? And so so that's what we we just need you to come up to the Patreon hunt and walk on some public. And, I thought and about figure it out. I honestly thought about coming up to the Patreon hunt. Um, the problem is that's right there in my prime time. I mean, you guys know that October tenth is my day. So probably my my plan for Michigan is I'm only going to hunt October 10th. I'm going to shoot my buck, and <laughs> I'm just going to be done in Michigan for the year. I've had really good luck in Michigan, like the 11th through the 14th of October, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody says. I don't know why. It's just it's pretty accurate for me. <laughs> well, that one's October 10th, October 10th, October 10th. <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy how that worked out, but... Well, uh, see if you can up your game because this is like the like what seventh through the ninth. So October tenth is still open. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. can go up there. You can figure out how to, you know, find a deer on public land. Mm-hmm. You, you can, act like I've never done it before. <laughs> I know. I love that. <laughs> I love like I've shot plenty of public land bucks. It's just not you know. I I that's why I ended up buying these properties is because. <laughs> I want my own box. <laughs> I want to name them. <laughs> I want to name everything and just put in food plots and talk about how good the seed looks and then just never shoot anything off of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it, Mark is actually a Patreon, so he's invited to the hunt. He should come up there and, you know, spread his knowledge. It's a well, good if time. If looking man. for knowledge, I don't know that I'm the right guy, but <laughs> it's all right pretty good at uh walking around with a bow in my hand and drinking beer not at the same time but (laughs) he's shit at that (laughs) but yeah i think you know we can wrap it up just uh kind of kind of getting reacquainted with you guys and the yeah and the listeners and kind of saying like what's what's going on making some plans for the year so appreciate you you know opening your your game room you can see all these deer porn (laughs) (laughs) so all right guys appreciate it thanks for listening thank you